welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, a very warm welcome, everybody, to the breakfast session with Nigel and Mark, and also to our Property Portfolio podcast. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Mark. How are you today? You okay? Very well, very well. A very busy week. We've got uh, got the SAS conference tomorrow, so lots of preparation for that. Nearly a 1,000 registered. Big day, and absolutely fun-packed, isn't it? I mean, the, the you know, the, the level of variance of um, subject matter is just incredible, so... Anybody that hasn't, you know, and hopefully they've experienced it by the time they're listening to this this podcast, but uh, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, so just just packed lots of case studies, and it brings it brings SAS to life. And I'm sure we'll touch on SAS a little bit later with uh, with our special special guests. So uh, really looking forward to to introducing those in a few minutes. Um, and it, it just had us reflecting, didn't it, on the the power of of joint ventures. I mean, how long, when when did we first met? When did we first get into business? It was in the late 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 97, I think. It must have been in November. I'm sure it was a Friday. Uh, I can't remember anyway. But yeah, 97. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where it all started, Mark, wasn't it? You know? So it's, um, yeah, it's great. And, you know, you, I think joint ventures and, and not just about kind of people coming together to do something, you know, there's all sorts of other aspects that have to work. I think uh, ethos, I think the end goals, the uh, the chemistry has got to work. You know, it's got to work. You've got to be able to get on with people. Um, common goals, you know, and and somebody bringing something, you know, that complements, I think is a, is a great uh, summary of a joint venture. But uh, yeah. I think we've got a podcast there for the future. Let's get that on the list. The power of joint ventures and the things you need to look out for as well. I've just written it down. <laughs> Brilliant. So I've just popped the link in there in the chat box. Say hello to us this morning. Um, and there's the link if you want to sign up for tomorrow's uh, SAS uh, conference. And uh, as you know, um, we're doing our 13-week uh, program for those interesting commercial to residential uh, conversions and land developments. So again, just drop us a note there or, or hop onto Equa Academy uh, website for more details. Really passionate about sharing what we do. It's commercial to residential land developments. That's pretty much all we do. You know, we focus on those areas and many of our uh, subject guests, all of our professional team, they're very accomplished in this area. And uh, talking about accomplished special guests, Nigel, would you like to introduce our very special guest this week? I certainly would. And, you know, what a wonderful pairing as well, a father and son team. Um, we, we met Ian and Matt, um, gosh, three, three and a half years ago now. Um, and we, we've kind of connected at various points all the way through, you know, at the, at the conferences, um, at maybe the network meetings, you know, on courses, um, part of our mentorship program as well. Um, and, you know, the guys have just done an absolutely amazing job, you know, over that period. They've both got amazing stories to tell. And, you know, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Ian and Matt. Good morning to you. Morning. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Morning. Thanks, morning. thanks Nigel. Mark, uh, 
obviously delighted to have the opportunity to share our story. Um, something we're always always happy to do. Um, so being the oldest one, I'll, I'll perhaps go first, and then um, Matt, you, you, you come in. Um, so for us, I'm pretty much grown up in Bedford is, is our patch, um, and our big why, I suppose, is and our driver for everything is, is, is family, family focus and um, family legacy. Very humble beginnings. Um, I actually started by doing an apprenticeship in Brookline and finishing. Got involved in the family. My father and parents um, started a mailing distribution business. I've got a brother and two sisters who worked in that business as well alongside us. Um, I got involved in all areas of the business and I ended up leading that business for, for 20 years. Uh, we set out to, it was actually that business where we we started uh, our first SaaS back in the 1986. So I'll always get ripped by uh, Mark and Nigel for being one of the oldest ones, although I, think, I do believe they have found an, an older one now. But um, yeah, SaaS has, has always been a, a great part of our, our journey. Um, one of which is worked really well for us as well through through property um financial freedom getting financial freedom for family and for future generations has been a big driver for me personally uh and that's that, that's been been a big focus and everything i do uh, absolutely and it you know it's i think that that understanding that why and I, I think is huge isn't it you know yeah. it becomes a all-encompassing lifetime objectives, etc. And, and, and I remember I reflect back uh, quite very fondly, actually. I think it was probably about this time last year we were skiing, weren't we? We were away, mm. um, and we were just talking about um, you know various things, the whys the, and what have you. And, and, and you introduced me to a um, a system uh, which was kind of casting the net into the future and kind of writing the letter back to yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you very, very humbly read it out and, you know, and it was, it was just for the audience at the time and, you know, and it was great. It was, it was heartfelt. It was very specific. It was very clear what you wanted to achieve in in your life and, you know, the beneficiaries of those, those outputs and, uh, you know, it was very humbling and, you know, thank you for that because I, I came back and uh, I did exactly the same, and you know I shared that with my family as well. So I, I, yeah, well I've, I've got five grandchildren now, um, so that that becomes a big thought on everything, doesn't it? And that was that was really um, a really powerful thing that we did on a on a retreat that, that worked really well and gave us a lot of clarity. Um, yeah. Clarity and focus is, is is key in everything, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So just moving on to Matt, um, clearly the other fifty percent of the. Uh, of the um, you know the company and uh, you know you you achieve you've achieved with your dad a huge amount and uh, you know if you could just introduce yourself, Matt and um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I've always been involved in property really ever since I, I left university in in 2011. Um, initially, that was following my now wife down to London, um, and I became a, a letting agent in in West London and and didn't enjoy that for five years but um that was you know very fast paced and enjoyable at the time but also was working sort of eight till eight on a weekday and then probably nine to five on on a Saturday um so I think as I as I got a bit older 
that became more of an issue and more of a strain. So I decided to to qualify as a mortgage broker just to get a little bit more balance in my life, um, which, which that did did manage to do. The, the hours all of a sudden weren't quite so crazy. Um, but it was also then just adding another building block onto my my property expertise, if you like. Um, and ultimately, I ended up doing that probably for another five years um, and ended up as a as commercial finance broker. So rather than looking at, at residential mortgages, you know, it was mortgages to buy hotels and care homes and, and that type of thing. Um, and, and also some development in that area as well. Um, so I, while I was enjoying that, I think during that period, obviously got married um, and, and started to have, have kids and little ones of my own. So I think it always became a goal to then move out of, of working for someone else and, and, and try and find, you know, a way in the world that, that meant I could spend a little bit more time with the family and also then, you know, generate that, that wealth going forward. Um, so it was, was it 2015 um, that we sort of started our our property business um, first of all, and that was that was initially when I was still working. So I was still working for sort of the first two or three years um, during that journey, um, and then as as that progressed and went well, um, you know, we were able to produce enough income for me to leave leave my job um, and start the business full time. Very good, very good, and and I can certainly see there your your background and your your route, your you know your training route from the state agency to the brokerage to the you know the, the mortgage and lending broker. Um, how relevant, I suppose, that is even today in, in what you do. Um, so that's that's really interesting. Very very. Yeah, good. it's been an important part of it. I mean, I, mm. I've always, for whatever reason, loved property. Mm. Um, so it, yeah, it makes sense to me. It's, it's a business I'm passionate about, but it's also something that, by hook or by crook, I've accumulated a lot of knowledge in various areas. Um, so I've often think that the side of the business that people come into it fresh, they worry about the finance side, especially. But that's not the bit that I worry about. Like you know, that's that's the bit I'm I'm fairly comfortable with. So um, I, I do think that's given us a, a decent advantage over the years. Absolutely. No, no, very much so. And I think that's great. So the, I mean, just moving on, you know, Front Row Developments, which is your company, your, you know, your, your legacy, I suppose, moving forward, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what, could you tell us a bit about the company? You know, I mean, I, we know the amazing journey it's been through, you know, thus far and really your, your plans for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I think for us, the key, the key thing, just going back to my, you know, seeing my parents start with nothing. Um, I've been lucky enough all through my life to be to live in a very positive attitude around. So in my book, you can achieve anything you want. And I've always believed that, um, provided you need it and you want it bad enough. Uh, so I've, my other son, Matt, uh, Michael, is, um, is over in Australia. So we've been, we go to Perth quite a bit. It's actually on one of those um, trips that I bought to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh. And read that book on, on one of the flights and that sort of rekindled my my passion for property. I, I, I had some buy to lets um, by the time, which I'd done um, not in a very structured way. 
uh, the property, we've always been involved in it, knowing Matt was involved in it. We, we talked to Matt about perhaps an opportunity to do something together on it. Um, and that was that was the catalyst, really. We, we decided we would um, move forward with it and, and set up a, a business together. So, again, I, I educated, I invested some money in education, which uh, I think is always key um, for me. Whatever business it is, you need to be passionate about it, surround yourself in experts and, and take action and move positively in, in, a, in a defined way. Um, and that's, that was no different in property. It's how we set ourselves up. We got educated and we then we took some action in what we've been taught. Um, and the first part of that was, was getting some cash flow um, coming in um, and to we, we already having the buy to let. We, we set about growing a little portfolio of, of HMOs, mm. uh, which were in, in, in Northamptonshire. Uh, and that worked really well. In fact, we, we did eight in the first year. So we bought our first one on the 20th. We went, went on the, did all the, tr- the training on the different strategies in, that in August 2015. And we bought our first HMO property. Um, in, in Corby um, on the 23rd of December 2015 and then 2016 we, we did our you know we did that eight we just we just found something that worked the numbers in that area after we researched it worked really well uh, we just took action we didn't necessarily buy miles below market rate at times we, we, we got in with the, the agents who, who Obviously, we were working well for them. So sometimes we'd turn up to look at a property, and before we'd even go in the door, we'd know what we needed to do to get it. And within five minutes of having a look, we knew what worked, we knew what didn't, and, and we um, we were able to move things along very well on that front. You know, it, it's important to understand the numbers, isn't it? So at least when you're, you know, you're walking into a an opportunity, you've got definitely a, an understanding of what what the to the possible is from what you can pay for it and what it can be and that creativeness is already you know flowing through into into your analyzer which is which is really important so. yeah i think we it's always it's easy to get emotional about property isn't it and i think especially most people's experience of property initially is you're looking for your you know whether it's your first flat or your first house or whatever it might be and that that is an emotional choice, but we always try to be just led by the numbers. So, you know, initially when we were even picking an area, I did the sort of the basic numbers for the type of house we were looking for in every single town, an hour and a half drive from Bedford. Yep. And we only went to Corby purely because that was the best one by the numbers. Um. So, you know, that that's what led us there, really. Um. And then we just continued to do that. We we set a clear strategy of this is the type of house we want to buy. And as with most towns, you find that that almost that exact house has been copied several hundred times in the town. Um, you know, which did did make it it easier for us. Um, and we sort of agreed pretty much at the outset that we were going to try and only buy properties that that were going to cash flow is about a thousand pound a month um so if it didn't based on the numbers we had if it didn't do that we would just leave it um but if it did and you know the numbers made sense we we wouldn't 
we wouldn't worry too much about the haggling part of it. It was better for us just to get on with it. And that meant that we were able to do so many deals reasonably quickly. You know, the agents knew that we wouldn't mess them about. You know, if we wanted to get on with it, we we would. Um, so that that was important. That's really that's really good. And you know, and the the power of knowing your numbers in your area and keeping your area close. Um, you know, I, I was speaking to somebody yesterday on one of our mentorship calls, and you know, it was it was a case of you know where is my search area, and we we talked around it. And the thing is, if if you know your areas and you know them really really well, there's a ceiling price of everything, isn't there? You know, there's a ceiling price of a, a two bedroom semi, there's a ceiling price of a one bedroom flat, a ceiling price of a you know, a room with an ensuite and an HMO, it's all there. So once you've got kind of that bit out of the way, okay, it will, it will fluctuate, granted, where you are in that particular area. But once you've got that bit out of the way, it only really comes down to cost, doesn't it? And, you know, the, the costs of a conversion are pretty vanilla, aren't they? You know, depending on number of rooms and, and what it costs to get done. And then you summarise in the amount of money you can pay for that property. And as you say, I think... You know, sharing that knowledge and sharing that approach, and that you know that positiveness with your your agents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's you, you probably found that that's where the opportunities just kind of ping up because they know exactly what you're looking for, <clears throat> they know, and they know what parameters you can work within. Yeah, exactly, and mm. it's it just makes life easy for them as well. And obviously, having sat on the other side, you know, agents generally like a, an easy life. Um, you know, so it got to the point where. Yeah. They'd phone us before it got on the market. They'd say, we're going to put it on for whatever it was, 120, but they'd probably take 110. And they'd tell us that as we as we walk in. Brilliant. We'd have a look around, come out and say, fine, 110's fine. Brilliant. And that'd be it. Um, what I really like about that, Matt, is your clarity of, of what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that economic equation, if you like. Because pro- property is just a vehicle, isn't it? It's a great vehicle. And, yeah. yeah Low capital growth and leverage from. Um, that you know what works for you, what work, what doesn't work, and and that filtration process is just so important. And uh, a bit like the dating game, I suppose. You know, it's 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 what makes you attractive to other people. It's somebody who's confident in their own skin, who knows exactly what their business is designed to do. And I, I love that clarity. Brilliant. Yeah, and it it was it was important to do that. So so that went really well, and that ultimately led to me. Um, being able to quit my job, whatever it was, about three years ago now. Um, and we saw the, the next step on that journey then as being being development. Um, so that was initially, I think like anything, when you're, you're trying to churn over high numbers, eventually you're going to run out of cash. Um, and our sort of initial thought process was, well, let's look at doing a development because the development side can can produce sort of pots of cash if you like and and that'll enable us to to continue the the investment side um so we bought our our first development which was a a conversion of an old doctor's surgery into to seven flats in 2018 i believe 2017 18 maybe 17 yeah 17 yeah um and that was yeah a learning experience but but went really well and we we enjoyed the process um we again we we've used the same builder for all of our conversions of the hmo so 
all the HMOs we did um, needed, you know, at least a, a fairly decent refurb. Um, some of them completely gutted and stuff again. Um, so we were getting some good confidence with the building side of it from that. Um, and also the builder we were using was the same one. It's someone I went to school with um, and we we developed a really good relationship with him um you know and really it was it, the trust bit was was important for us um so when we found the development you know at one stage we were sort of umming and ahhing about you know do we need to find a, a contractor with a bit more credentials in this type of thing or you know is it something that, that our existing builder can sort of step up he would have to move his business up and you know grow and develop but then we were doing that as well so you know it was quite a nice journey to go through together i'm sure we made mistakes we definitely did in fact um but actually the trust bit was more important for us yeah you know we knew if there was going to be decisions to be made he would look after us and 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 that obviously goes the other way as well mm. um mm. yeah so, so that was important yeah, a big part of our our plan was to to take him with us on the journey. Um, mm. He was he was key. Does a great job. We trust him. We like him, and um, mm. yeah, we've, it's important to us that we that was part of the journey that we wanted to to um, grow as well. So we we yeah. you know we plan that into everything we do, and as we get bigger, we we also as well as having sort of strategic planning days for our our business. You know, we we bring him on board with all that as well, so that he can do the same within his business and see how we're going to get to the next level with each time. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, isn't it? Just it's, really it's just underlines how important it is having yeah. whatever team, power team, and that you've got around you. You, you need people you can trust, and they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Absolutely, and you know, and it goes all the way back to when you were at school, Matt, doesn't it? With that that gentleman, and you know, to be able to you know, help him to help you to expand your businesses together, you know, to get to the next level. I think it's just a wonderful story. So as you say, trust is number one, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> gosh, everybody makes mistakes, but mistakes are good because that's how we learn as well, isn't it? So, and you can do that together, can't you, going forward yeah. and evolve and ever get ever get better into the bigger and better opportunities that you're, you're doing now and obviously into the future. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So that was so you've we've reflected on the um, uh, the surgery back in seventeen. Yeah. So what what came next? So that finished uh, seventeen eighteen. That was, um, and then we bought our our first new build project in. What was that? Been two thousand. That was probably two thousand back end of two thousand eighteen. I guess. <laughs> um, so a small new build. So we used our our SAS to do a loan back and to buy the buy the plot, um, which worked really well for us. So essentially it was a bit of a corner plot, so really small. So we um, extended and updated the existing house on the on the plot and then cut the garden in half and, and stuck a three-bedroom detached house in the garden. Um, so, you know, a nice small project, but also first new build project was it was probably a good thing to start small and just understand that process and yeah. i think the obviously having gone through the conversion as well where 
there'd been a few different bits and pieces that that we could have done much better. Um, you know, and that was mainly to do with budgeting to think about the utilities and also just mainly think about things that could go wrong. Um, so um, it was an old Victorian building, the, the doctor's surgery. So when we started breaking it all down, it, it became apparent that, you know, things like the chimney breast was only being held up by a plank of wood that had been put in God knows when. And, it, you know, the, the more you uncover, with the, especially with the older buildings, mm-hmm. um, you know, the more the price seems to go up, doesn't it? But um, so that was a good learning experience to, you know, to understand the type of thing you're doing and, and make sure you make allowance for that. Um, so, yeah, we decided to start a bit smaller with the, the new build, um, which which went really well. So that that sold. That was a, a sort of build to sell and that, that sold in, in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, in August, I think, finally completed. Yeah. So Matt, mid-pandemic. Matt, can I ask you, um, when you did the loan back to buy the uh, the piece of land you mentioned, um, so your, your your SAS was your lender, maybe you could share with the with the listeners what that negotiation process was to to agree your loan back. Um, was, that, <laughs> was that difficult? It, it was fairly simple, fairly simple. Um, yeah, we're just a conversation between me and dad. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, that that's... That was obviously the big benefit of having the SAS, wasn't it? Um, you know, we there was it was a family SAS, so there's there's a wider family involved in in the SAS that we use for that. So you know, we did put a bit of a pack together, um, but ultimately, yeah, we were able to decide the rate um, and, and really the terms of the loan and and and, and get it done. So that was yeah, it, it, it took a big weight off the project, and mm. not only in terms of you know, having the security to do the finance and, you know, you know the money's going to be there, but also in terms of fees and all those other add-ons that, you know, as you guys know, if you're looking for development loans or bridging loans, mm. which effectively this turned into, um, you know, those costs can can become huge. quite hefty. Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, we've um, more mentioned the uh, the SAS Alliance conference tomorrow and I've got a session on that and just, you know, getting into the hundreds of thousands of pounds of saving you can you can make, uh, depending where the journey starts of the, the cash flow. Um, but, you know, you can, you can literally get into six figures. It's, it's just incredible. And, and relatively, I wouldn't say nothing's easy in life, but you know it's t- certainly easier than getting development finance on board, um, and uh, in very agile. So yeah, we, we're just uh, going through a, a very similar phase at the moment, Mark, aren't we? On a particular deal, and it's um, I'd, I'd say it's a joy at the moment. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. So yeah, so I look forward to you know uh, presenting that uh, that showcase tomorrow. Really, um, so that'll be good. So, Great. The next part of our journey then, just to pick it up, is having done one of the, you know, done a couple of of developments, uh, we definitely decided we wanted to do more of them. Again, we shouldn't underestimate, we invested in, in some education again on that front, which is key. Uh, we got in with some really good um, team in terms of planners to have the confidence to, to make decisions. We had the power of the SAS behind us to be able to go and do it. So we had all the tools. Uh, to move forward so 
again, the other thing that was key for me was um, to be very clear on what it was you do and don't want. So we had a clear vision. We, we spoke a lot about it. We did a retreat and we came out with a with a, a five-year vision that we talked about just now, Nigel, but also we came about with a, a one-year month-by-month action plan of what we need to do. Um, so as, for me, as much as it, it helping you and guiding you on what you're going to do, it also confirms, even more importantly, what you're not going to do. Yeah. So every day that we went into the, you know, got on with our daily lives, if it didn't help us achieve one of those things that we put down, we didn't do it. And that just made it so, so structured. Uh, and Matt got really tucked into it because part of that plan was for me to take a bit more of a back seat and, and Matt and Rosie to, go, to, to do even more. And Matt was like a, a, a dog with a bone and in terms of finding sites and making it happen. And I uh, <coughs> just really found that we were able to find a lot of, a lot of sites and we, we got a lot of traction up on there, really, didn't we? Um, yeah, so I mean, over the course of the last sort of eighteen months, we've we've added, um, we've basically got six deals in the pipeline at the moment, um, and there's sort of total GDV across those is about fourteen million, um, which is great, and it's forty three units, I think, at the last count. So, um, yeah, that's that's been great and and something that's that, that's gone really well. Um, you know, obviously our our focus probably 2021 is going to be just delivering delivering that pipeline is 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 our main focus you know we'll look to as i say you never want to turn the tap off um when you're looking at these deals but um you know we're, we're mainly looking at stuff that hasn't got planning at the moment to make sure that we're going to have enough of a time lag um just sort of put them in at the the back end of the the pipeline so you know, I think we're probably going to be on four different sites at once by the end of this year. Um, so we're, we're getting towards that stage where we don't want to push the capacity too much mm. um, and just make sure we're not spread too thin. But, um, you know, certainly we'll be, be looking for projects, as I say, without planning to add to the back end. Mm. Um, yes, yeah. really good. Really good. Could I ask you... Um, you know, within the business, um, what what are your current business highlights? And indeed, what always comes to <coughs> that question is, what are your challenges as well? So I think the the highlights for me are as we as we were talking before we come on. Yeah, we, we're starting to see impact at, at some of these sites now. So we've started tearing down some of it, um, which is quite nice, and it's it's always good to see that that side of it start to come to fruition as you know you go through the planning process you then spend three four months ticking off planning conditions so it's nice to finally get spades in the ground um which is starting to happen now which is is exciting um you know in terms of low lights it's difficult i think you know we're all i guess facing the same same covid problems Mm. in terms of Obviously, most of our deals would be coming to fruition in sort of 18 months' time, maybe two years' time. So it's trying to adjust our numbers a little bit and, and you know, perhaps build in a little bit more con- conservatism, if you like, mm. um, if that's a word. Um, and really trying to predict what the world's going to look like in, in two years' time. You know, obviously, we've had the, the stamp duty holiday, which seems to have, have kept the market pretty buoyant. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. They've they've kicked that can down the road a little bit further as well, which is is, mm. is a good thing. But it's you know, are we going to see you know a bit of a pullback when that goes away? Are we going to see a slowing of the market? Um, mm. So yeah, it's, just, it's 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 trying to control the uncontrollables a little bit. It is, um, and yeah. just you know how we can build that into mm. our modelling and and yeah and see what that looks like. Yeah, and it's the level of contingency planning, isn't it, that you put through your model and your exit strategy and what have you. But, you know, certainly what the market is telling us from some significant seniors in the industry, you know, civils and the like, um, it seems to be quite positive. But you never quite know. Nobody's got a crystal ball, have they? That's the thing. But no, very good, very good. What, for me, what, sorry. sorry, I was just say, for me, the, the highlights have been, it's been seeing this vision being fulfilled um you know mm-hmm. with what we've got in the pipeline now we just got to make sure we focus on on delivering it and we'll be in a, in a wonderful position and uh, you know seeing how matt and rosie and the team have, have really moved things forward it's been um been fantastic and i really believe that you know the world's our oyster now we can we can uh, achieve whatever it is that we want to going forward in the future Absolutely. I mean, I just pick up, you know, from you guys, a couple of key items for me. Um, it's it's that laser focus, the planning, the positive attitude, clearly. Um, but, you know, that that's having having the plan and sticking to the plan, you know, but also the other bit of education as well. You know, I think I think there was somebody very famous once said, you know, learn from the mistake of others, you know, because you, you can't live long enough you know, to make those mistakes yourself. And that was Eleanor Roosevelt, wasn't it? You know, and, and I think that's, that's really, uh, that's really apt and you know, education, but having that focus just to, just to go for it is absolutely enormous and, and very key, very key, which is, which is brilliant. What, if I was to ask you, you know, we've, we've, we, we've obviously, we have our eyes wide open every day, don't we? And, you know, what sort of common mistakes do you see other people making? I think that slightly comes back to the focus thing as well. I think, you know, property is yeah. a very broad industry. I think it's easy to to get some education or, you you, you know, you go on a one of these three-day courses and they give you an overview of everything, don't they, whether buying to letter HMO or service accommodation or development, you know, they'll, they'll give you a, a broad overview and it's, I think it's easy for people to have a bit of a scattergun approach. You know, they're looking for a deal, whether that's an HMO deal, a development deal, a commercial deal, or whatever it might look like. But it's important to to give some thought to what you're trying to achieve and then just narrow down that big, big spectrum. You know, I think when I look at the times that the, the things that we've done really well in terms of building the HMO portfolio quickly and well. That was to do with focus on, we knew exactly the type of house we were looking for. It was four bedroom houses that we could convert into six bed HMOs, mm. excuse me. And then equally building the pipeline for the development side of things, we knew exactly what we were looking for. Yeah. We knew what areas they were. We knew we preferred new build. Um, because there's less surprises, frankly, with the, the new build. Um, and we knew the sort of size. So we, did, we didn't want to do anything that was over 10. 
because um, we wanted to avoid the the affordable housing bit. Yeah. And also it just put us in a nice bracket where the big boys are not interested in those sites. Your builder down the road, you know, it's not one or two. He's not, they're, they're too big for him. So it's, it's a nice slot in the market to be in yeah. um where there's <clears throat> there's a fair few deals the planning bit isn't quite so bad as if you're trying to do 20 25 new build units yeah um so that that's where we managed to sit <clears throat> and if it's outside of those it's not for us it's for someone else um mm. and, and that's fine you, you've got to get comfortable with that not every deal is for you no no very much so and it's got to work hasn't it it's got to you know, it's got to sit within your strategy. It's got to take you to the next step. You know, yeah. as uh, as Mark very much, very often says, you know, the, uh, the the wonderful Sir Frank Williams. You know, when he was presented with a a check or an invoice to pay from time to time, it was the question was always, well, does it make the car go faster? And and if the answer was no, he was a little bit reticent to pay. <laughs> you know, and and that's all about focus, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. all about that clear laser vision. Um, targeting and strategy to get to your end goals it's uh, yeah and it's, it's also paid dividends because in terms of finding sites we've had a few sites that have come to us and the, and the reason they came to us is because whether it's architects or agents or whatever they mm. they know it's our area they know we're serious and we're going to take action and make it happen um and it's, it's an easy easy sell for them as well. And we just talk to them honestly about the numbers, the, the, you know, the pack, how we've, how we've got to the offer that we, that we come up with. Don't always come up with the offer that they, they, they want for their clients, but we've come up with a, you know, a sincere offer and we leave it on the table and, um, and sometimes they come back. Yeah, and they do sometimes come back in, don't they? And they and do sometimes uh, come back. You know, that's why it's important to get those offers in. You know, you just you just put that offer in that works for you. It's irrelevant yeah. what everybody kind of thinks about it to a degree or or the way the methodology has been created. Yeah. But this is what works for you and your strategy. Get the offer in because, uh, you know, we do, we do see from time to time and quite a lot, don't we? You know, we're outbid and there's some silly offers going <laughs> on, and, you know. And we also know the statistic that kind of 80, 70 to 80% of deals don't get to completion. So... You know, you wonder why, don't you? You know, it's that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. offer in, and you're right. You know, I think I I enjoy the deal side of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's my my favourite part of the job, if you like, is is looking for deals and negotiating them. Yeah. Um, so that's the bit I I enjoy, but but equally, you know, I think so. The 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 latest one, if you like, I've been speaking to the owner of that for over two years now. Wow. Um, so it does take time sometimes, but yeah, the important thing about that was, you know, over two years, you develop a bit of a relationship, obviously, but it's, it's mainly built on making sure that you, you do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And you just, you're honest about, you know, so initially we agreed the deal on some terms, part of that fell out. So we went back and tried to renegotiate. The deal then went away for quite a long time, um, but ultimately, you know, has has come back. So it's important to keep your offers out there, but also don't chase the deal. Mm. There's enough deals out there. Make sure you you're getting the right deal. Don't just mm. just um, 
you know, never back away from what your criteria are just because you want to get a deal. Um, you know, there are, there are the right ones out there. Yeah, absolutely. And don't, don't bend, don't bend the deal to, to satisfy somebody else's requirements. You know, it's just, it's just got to stay straight and narrow. It's got to be within your criteria and you only pay what you pay. It's, it's kind of, you go to the auctions, don't you? And you see the people getting carried away with the euphoria of an auction environment, but you've just got to stick to your number, you know, your number, you can't go above it, you know, and, uh, and that's what it is. So no, I, t- I totally agree. And, you know, for, for me, Matt, I'm in the same role, you know, in our development business equi group and, uh, you know, sometimes it's very quiet for a while and then all of a sudden they come like red buses, don't they? <laughs> you, know, you know, and you're dealing with all sorts of things going on at, the, at one time. But uh, no, that's really interesting. I'm just wanting to keep a few minutes just for questions because everybody's absolutely locked into this story and, you know, raised quite a few questions and, and Mark's just going through those at the moment. But if I, if I could, what, what are your thoughts um, on opportunities and indeed risks for, for 2021 and beyond. Can I just uh, take the opportunity, which is probably perfect time, because the one that Matt was referring to that, that came back um, is actually a, a project in, in Sandy that we've, um, that we've got, and we're hot off the press. We're, we're absolutely delighted, uh, Matt and I, to be able to uh, announce for the first time that we've, uh, we're doing a joint venture with, with Mark and Nigel on. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, we're really excited. Mm. Uh, feel very honoured and proud to, to be doing such, and uh, we really look forward to working that one through uh, with you know with both parties to be able to really add to our, our legacy and uh, for future generations. Mm. Uh, that's, that'll be for eight houses of the, the plan that we that we hold um, for those each for, for you know the long term, which would be wonderful. An absolute privilege, it really is, gents, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic 2021 and decades to come, obviously, as well. I hope both holding those assets. I'm really looking forward to that. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and that's probably one of the areas that, in terms of opportunity, I think it, it feels like there's there's going to be a lot of opportunity to make hay um, over the next next year or so. I think there is that is that bit of uncertainty. Um, which might mean there's a few less people hanging around for for deals in the development space. Um, you know, you, you people that either might be deciding to to just jump in, or, or you know, the, the smaller side of it um, will probably potentially sit it out for the next few years. I would suspect, um, and you know, just create a little bit of scarcity of buyers, which is is always good. Um, good for us if you're in a in a strong position. So that's that's something to look at. And obviously, you know, if we're potentially spreading ourselves a bit thinner, then you know, JV opportunities is is always good. Um, whether that's you know for the build side or you know it might be that we'll just look at doing the the finance side of a deal and we can let another developer get on with the build side. Um, so yeah, certainly JV opportunities is is something we'll be looking at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the uncertainty always creates opportunity. Um, as long as you're you're clear about the risks you're happy to take, <clears throat> and making sure you don't overstretch it. Um, you know, as I say, with the risks, I think they're there to see because we're 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 not quite sure what to expect out of this. The aftermath of COVID still. Um, we've obviously got an initial 
a look from the Chancellor as to, to where they're going to go with it um, in terms of the taxation. Mm-hmm. But on first appearance, that doesn't seem too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as ever, it's going to be about getting your structures right and everything like that. But, um, you know, it seems to me that the government will try and create um, create the opportunity for a entrepreneurial entrepreneurial people to mm. um, to use the crisis and, and and come out of it. Yeah, that's, that's indeed. I, I totally agree. And you know, I'm anticipating starting to see a fair abundance of opportunities coming through. You know, both from uh, Properties being sold, um, you know, moving on through all sorts of circumstances. Just, just the way we're working these days is completely different. And is there a need for a, you know a big building anymore? Is these questions that are going through the business owners' minds at the moment. So uh, I, th- I think we're we're certainly in a period of change, and you know, as we know, change can bring great opportunity for everybody. So let's uh, look forward to that. Yeah, if we look at the permitted development rights that have come in as well, you know, that's. Yeah. That's going to be a big opportunity, especially in high street and town centre locations, to to do some deals, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. I'm going to just refer to Mark now on any questions that anybody's got. <coughs> if you'd like to um, read and, and and hear more about what Ian and Matt um, have to offer and and the great uh, journey they've they've come on uh, with their developments and also with their SaaS. Um, you can look them up in page 174 of Property and SaaS Secrets. They're both regular contributors to, to our books. So page 174, you can read a very specific case study on the on the Haynes deal, which is a fascinating mm-hmm. deal, which, mm-hmm. which they both did. And um, another contributor uh, to that book, uh, Gareth Alexander, has, has asked a question. So good morning to you, Gareth. <laughs> And he's asked, uh, have you re-evaluated or changed your five-year plan over the basis of the last 12 months, or have you maintained the same plan? We actually, uh, because we, there, there would have been, a, if it was not down to COVID, there would have been a follow-up um, to the retreat that we did previously. But because that wasn't there, we did our own, um, not really the five-year plan, because we, we Pretty much left that as it as it was. But what we did do is we came up with a new month by month action plan for, for this current year. Uh, that inc- and we included our team and also our build team in that process. So we had a really good strategic day that we put on ourselves and came out with a you know boards full of actions um, to give us some structure and focus for this current year. So really powerful thing to do. And again, we're well on course for, for achieving that. It's really good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as I said, the, the five year, the goals and, and the plan of where to get to in the next five years hasn't changed. But yeah, it, once a year, it's important to sit down and just refocus and, and, and make sure we know what we need to achieve for the year. Absolutely. Is there any more questions, Mark? No, no I think we're good. Lots, lots of plaudits, I have to say. So really? lots of thumbs up yeah. for you both. There's, there's so many thumbs. Uh, yeah, so many thumbs. <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if our listen, listeners would like to get in touch with you, I think we're going to drop in the email addresses into the chat box if we haven't already. So that's yeah. that's there. But, um, I mean, to be honest, thank you. Thank you for your time today. It's been absolutely great um, to listen to the story, um, you know, just give the audience and the listeners a an opportunity to ask some questions, but um, I think just to just to absorb that that laser focus, the positivity, 
you know, the the influence of the education and, you know, people that you've worked with and going to work with, you know, will will support and go going forward and, you know, to achieve your ultimate goals. It's just been a, a wonderful story to hear. So thank you very much. Been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank no you. Problem. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Um, for those listening on the Property Portfolio podcast, um, you can get in contact with uh, Ian and Matt at ian at frdevelopments.com or matt at frdevelopments.com. Always a pleasure and uh, great that we're going to be doing some great things together, guys. So that brings us to the end of yet another episode, Nigel. Fascinating episode. Always great to see the success of others and uh, such wonderful people and and their families are going to be benefiting from their hard efforts for for many, many decades to come. A lovely story there. Indeed. Indeed. Brilliant. Well, you all have a fantastic week. We'll be back here next Wednesday morning for another episode of Property Portfolio. Take care. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Matt. And thanks, of course, Nigel. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.